Hi, this is Steve Compeller from Golden Arrows. If you thought I was a son of the soil, check the real soil. Just listen to Sports Live with BBK. They don't come any darker. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Sports Live with BBK. Welcome to another edition of Sports Live with BBK. We have an action-packed show for you today. And we're going to start it off like we always do with the news segment, looking at what is happening around the world of sport. In Formula One, Sergio Perez will return to his racing point seat for this weekend's Spanish GP after he tested negative for coronavirus. Uh, in, earlier on, he had tested positive and missing both the British and 70th anniversary Grand Prix with his seat being taken by late stand-in Nico Halkenberg. Well, Perez has tested negative now for COVID-19 and this was on Thursday and was permitted to re-enter the F1 padlock and returned for this weekend's Spanish GP. He said he had flown home to visit his mother in hospital after she was hurt in an accident and stayed only two days in Mexico, one of the Latin American hotspots for the coronavirus. Well, Perez has recovered from the virus with, uh, without suffering any symptoms and said he had no plans to change his lifestyle habits. But I do have plans to change lanes from four wheels to two and we go to MotoGP now. And former MotoGP world champion Valentino Rossi believes that KTM can be genuine title contenders for the world championship this year. Well, Rossi believes that Brent Pinda, the South African who went to victory at the Czech Republic Grand Prix, is proof of how far KTM have come. And when he was asked during a virtual news conference on Thursday, Day ahead of uh, Sunday's Austra- Austrian Grand Prix, if KTM could win the championship, Yamaha's Rossi said, yeah, why not? Because he really believes that their improvement compared to last year is impressive. Well, the result was a first victory for KTM since making their full-time debut, and that was way back in 2017. Taking to tennis news now, world number one Novak Djokovic has confirmed his participation in the U.S. Open in New York. The three-time U.S. Open champion had previously expressed reservations about traveling to the U.S. due to all the restrictions that have been placed on players at the event and the event itself is going to start on August 31st and the Serbian says is now excited about the prospects of competing again and Djokovic who is now 33 years of age was the subject of criticism if you recall back in June when his Adria Tour exhibition event in the Balkans was abandoned this after several players including Djoko himself tested positive for COVID-19. In a statement, Djokovic confirmed that he has fully recovered and was ready to get back on court, fully committed to playing his best tennis. And yeah, you will know if you are a tennis lover that Djokovic's 17th major victory came at the Australian Open, which is the only other Grand Slam event contested this year. And indeed, his confirmation is a boost for the tournament organizers at this after it comes a week after defending champion Rafael Nadal said he would opt out over concerns about traveling during the pandemic. 
Let's jump into the boxing ring now. Manny Pacquiao wants a second crack at Floyd Mayweather before retiring to run for president in the Philippines. The 41-year-old boxing legend has a sight set on a highly anticipated rematch with Manny Mayweather. And this is five years after their first fight at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in 2015. The first bout which Pacquiao lost on points was the most lucrative combat sports event of all time with both fighters taking home hundreds of millions of dollars but he now wants more and it is not the pocket full of cash that is making him to come back to want a fight with Mayweather the Filipino great wants to avenge rather his loss to Mayweather who still has 50 fights with no loss and that record still stands following his win over UFC showman Conor McGregor in 2017 and that blockbuster bout surpassing Mayweather and Pacquiao as the highest pay-per-view fight in boxing history. Pacquiao is the only eight-division world champion in the history of boxing and feels as though he deserves his shot at redemption. There's still Champions League football going on and what a night it was last night as RB Leipzig will meet French champions Paris Saint-Germain in the semi-finals of the UEFA Champions League next Tuesday. In a historic night for the German club, they secured a spot in the last four courtesy of a 2-1 victory over Atletico Madrid last night. And second half substitute and record signing Joao Felix equalized from the penalty spot for Atleti to nullify Spanish forward Danny Olmos opener for RB, but US midfielder Tyler Adams became his own super sub as he came off the bench for Leipzig to score the winner via a shot that took a wicked deflection. Reaching the first ever semi-final for Europe's elite competition is a huge feat for Leipzig considering that the club was formed just a mere 11 years ago and the PSG turned on the magic and the match on its head when they scored two goals in the closing moments to beat Italians Atalanta 2-1 to secure their place in the semi-finals as well. There'll be more Champions League action tonight, a mouth-watering clash between Barcelona and Bayern Munich looming large on the horizon we're gonna take a break now but when we come back we're going to touch base with jeffrey toyana a highly rated south african cricket coach formerly with the lions and he made sure that he made so much history especially in 2017 when he conducted a twin sweep join me when we come back for that conversation with jeffrey toyana would i buy a hover? <laughs> but you see, yeah. like you can't yeah. beat the diesel. Though. I'll take the petrol over the diesel any day. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in to Cargumentative every Monday morning on Times Live Motoring. You can join myself, Thomas Faulkner, and my regular gang of automotive misfits as we discuss motoring news, views, and of course have a cargument or two. That's Cargumentative only on Times Live Motoring. 
Welcome back to Sports Live with BBK. As I told you earlier on that we are going to be having an interview with a man who is very famous in the cricket circles, a man who has earned his stripes in the game and a man whose view really matters. Who am I speaking about here? I'm talking about Coach Jeffrey Toyana, formerly with the Lions. And I'm saluting that and I'm highlighting that deliberately because it forms a core part of what we are going to talk about. Now, something very bizarre, something very strange, Something happened which left a lot of South Africans scratching their hands and wondering what is going on at Cricket South Africa or is it Chaos South Africa? Well, what happened is that uh, Robert Marawa had uh, Chris Nenzan, CSA president, on his MSW Worldwide show and uh, something came out of Nenzani's mouth which was like, okay. Did he really say that? What exactly did he say? He said that it was a missed opportunity for CSA not to give the job of Protea's uh, coaching to Jeffrey Toyane, who had been part of the people who went through the interviewing panel. And as you all know, the job ended up going to Otis Gibson. Jeffrey Toyane on the line. Welcome to Sports Live with BBK. Yes, good morning, BBK, and thank you. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak. Thank you very much for giving us an opportunity to have you on the, the show. And now I just want to get off the ball rolling with this question. So did you listen to the show? Where were you? And what was your initial response hearing the words by Chris Nenzani saying that you're not getting the job for the Proteus coaching position was a missed opportunity three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, PBK, I mean, I was not listening, and a friend of mine gave me a call and said, please, please, you know, just listen to, like, uh, like, like, you know, like on the Metro FM, uh, like they're talking about you. So, like, I switched on, and I caught him at the right time as well, mm-hmm. and I heard him say it, and um, to be honest, I mean, you know, like, I've had a few days, you know, just to think about it, and, uh, like, his statements really, you know, like, they did, uh, like, leave me cold and disgusted, you know, to be honest. Uh, like, for him, like, why is he saying it now? You know, after all these years, uh, he said nothing, you know, and he's saying it now. Um, I was really, really disappointed and disgusted, to be honest. Um, I don't want to sound, you know, like arrogant or like anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet, I was the favorite for, uh, for the position. Um, I ticked all the boxes. You're talking trophies. You're talking... Uh, the players produced uh, black and white, you know, you're talking transformation um, uh, and also like like I made a, a level 4 coach which is the highest qualification you for know, sure. in world cricket for sure, so, Jeff, before, before so, you, you get more into that mid, let me just come in here, you talk about it leaving you cold and I mean, when you were overlooked for the job, it was 40 years since Steve Bigo was cruelly murdered by the apartheid regime. And you'll remember that uh, that uh, police minister at the time, Jimmy Kruger, made that statement to say Steve Bigo's death uh, let, left him cold. Now, when Chris Nenzani does something like that, and, 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 and you look at it and you say it leaves you cold, how exactly do you feel about the fact that they had an opportunity to get someone who had worked at Highlands Lions and has a record that is so impeccable that it was difficult to argue against. I mean, we're talking here 
of a feat that was so amazing, uh, Jeffrey, that you conducted a clean sweep across all formats. The clean sweep that comprised of the Sunfoil four-day tournament. You also won the then Renslam T20. You also won the Domestic One-Day Cup. I'm talking about you winning the Under-19 Coca-Cola Week, which is the stage where provincial teams participate in order to choose South Africa's Under-19 team. But not only that, Jeffrey, you also led the Lions to the final of the Champions League, which... Uh, for the uninitiated could be referred to as the cricket equivalent of the UEFA Champions League. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you've covered all there. Um, yes, as I said, I mean, very, very disappointed. And um, and it's tough to put it in words, you know. Um, you know, like the hurt and the blood, you know, of people who died for the country, you know, just came flooding back at me uh, to see, you know, like an injustice and like being done like that, um, I'm not trying to sound entitled or or anything like that. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, as I said, I mean, I ticked all the boxes. Uh, like, uh, like the, uh, the biggest like rumors, you know, at the time when I did not get the job, was that Jeffrey Toyana um, has a black agenda. Like those were the rumors I was hearing from the Protea uh, setup, you know, at the time. You know, because the people talk, you know what I mean? Yeah, and but did you get any official position from the organization in as far as to say, here's an explanation of why you didn't make it? Did you get any communication no. like that at all? No, 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 I did not get any communication. Um, I did my interviews in Cape Town, and then I flew back, and then a few days later, after Otis Gibson was appointed, mm -hmm. um, I only got an email which said, sorry, your your application was not successful. Like, I, that's all I got. Like, there was no explanation or anything like that. I think that Nenzani is correct in, in saying it was a missed opportunity. And I will tell you why, Jeff, and then I would like you to give me, my, give me your, your opinion on that one. Your ascent, had you gotten the job to, 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 to coach the Proteas, of course, nothing is guaranteed. But for me, it, it, it appears as though it would have been a, a, a seamless transition given the fact that you have first knowledge of, of the players and many of those players who are being promoted to the Proteas, who are graduating to the first team in all formats of cricket, had come through your hands. I mean, the bulk of those players would include people like uh, Alviro Peterson, uh, Quentin de Kock. I think Chris Morris comes to mind as well as Aris, uh, Aaron Pangiso, Kahiso Rabada, Temba, Bavuma, Dane Villas, uh, whose mother is now the president of Central Gauteng Lions. I can count them till the cows come home. So that, that that was a stage where maybe something even more bigger than what you had done at the Lions could have actually been extended to the national team setup, don't you think? Yes, yes, I think so. I think you're absolutely correct there. And uh, yes, as I've said earlier on as well, I mean, like, I ticked all the boxes as well. And quite coincidentally as well, you know, like in my interview, like the two questions which were asked uh um, if I remember correctly, I did an article with you um, at Sunday Times. Yes. The first question that was asked was, why did you do the article? You know, did you try to sway, you know, like, you know, like that interview panel? Which wow. left me quite surprised. You know, like that was one of the first questions. And the next question to that as well was, you know, like you, uh, the bulk of your players were involved in match fixing. Wow. How did that happen under your watch? You know? And then when all these revelations are coming now, with Tami Solekile being vocal, 
without Vero being vocal, you know, I'm thinking uh, maybe, you know, it was some type of a sabotage in a way uh, that, you know, okay, like max fixing uh, is there as well. And then, like, those questions are asked. So, like, I'm thinking, was it something planned? Or, like, was it something um, or that just maybe a coincident or, or whatever the case is? It so, like, those me, questions really, really surprised me. It leaves me even more colder than both yourself and uh, Jimmy Kruger, what you've just said here, uh, 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 Jeffrey, because when, 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 you, when you just at the, face, at, at the face of it, you're asking yourself, why would they be linking you to whatever players have done by themselves as though it came as an instruction from yourself? Exactly, exactly. And also, you know, like, like I was never like interviewed by the like, anti-corruption. So like I had nothing to do uh, with um, or, like, this match fixing saga that was happening. Mm. And uh, for me, to put me like in that position as well was really, really something uh, disappointing. And I think maybe it was ways of trying to push me out in a way, you know? Because as you said earlier on, if you're talking about players produced, you're talking trophies, I mean, I've ticked all those boxes. And for people to say that I've got a black agenda as well, where, you know, like I think I'm the only coach who's played a Vian Mulder when he was still at Metric. Yeah. And Vian Mulder is white. Yes. You know, all the white players that I've produced at the Lions, uh, if you can speak to them today, you know, like they won't basically have any bad thing to say, you know, about my coaching philosophy and how I go about things. I mean, like I'm a fair guy. Uh, yes, I'm a black coach. Yes, I come from the township. Um, I come from tough upbringings. And it was important for me, like, um, if I get in a position of power that I try and look, you know, after like those black African cricketers um, who are there, you know, on merit. And all those guys can play. You're talking about Takiso Rabada. You're talking Temba Bavuma, Aaron Pangiso, Eddie Lee, you know, Fumi Machikwe at the time. And all those players, I mean, like, they make any team just on merit. And also to add to that, you know, I think I'm the only coach even today, you know, who's played about six, seven black Africans in a team. And the perception that black African players, you know, are not good enough. And then, and if you're picking them, your team will be weak. But us at the Haifa Lions at the time, we played black African players and we won every trophy available. And I was coach of the year of Cricket South Africa uh, uh, twice. Yep. So like those things for me, like they make me question now, when things are coming out now, when Chris goes and says what he said, you know, for me, it seems like there was a vendetta to push Jeffrey Toyana out. Well, and now it makes and one. Now, and sorry, BBK. And also, after being uh, like the favorite for the Protea job, yes. so six months later, the Jeffrey Toyana, you know, is unemployed and is sitting at home. Very much so. It makes you one wonder to what exactly is Nenzani and his gang doing in cricket South Africa. Wenzani, Unenzani, SCSA. Now that you've taken me to the current affairs and the latest developments there, clearly uh, Ngiti 
set a cat among the pigeons when when it declared public publicly so and and rightfully so that black lives matter and the way that former players are coming out and they are expressing what they went through in the national team in the proteas in in CSA set up and you look at how the response from cricket South Africa has been and you 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 wonder is it a situation of where people who are perceived or who were part of the problem as players and are now in charge of the team do, do you believe that those people can be part of trying to pave a way forward and making sure that the discrimination and 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 the exclusion and the making of black players in South African cricket feeling as though they do not belong. Is it fair to have an expectation that people who were part of that process can become part of the solution, especially when you don't really get any honest assessment and, 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 and embracement of, 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 of what the black players are saying coming from the people who may have played a part in making them feel in the way that they do right now? Yeah, I think the key for me is um, is accountability. People must take responsibility. Yep. We can't we can't sit here and say like there's nothing that has happened. I mean, I'm part of those forty ex players and coaches as well who supported Lungingiti as well in his stance. Yes. And also the biggest thing for me, you know, I really really believe that uh, like there's still plenty of hard work to be done. Uh, for us to, you know, like achieve like those like meaningful results. But if guys are going to be defensive, you know, it will take us backwards because all 40 of those ex-players um, and coaches have stories to tell. I've got my stories to tell, you know, and yeah. all the other guys um, are coming out now and, it, and it's good. And it's for us to move forward as a country. And we're not trying to break any system. That the system is broken already. Yep. But the question is, how do we fix it? And if people are going to be defensive, you know, I don't think that we'll get like, uh, like those meaningful, uh, uh, like, uh, big results uh, that we're looking for. Sure, Jeff. I think that what needs to happen is that the system is fixed so that we can make sure as a country that a 16-year-old boy like Andy Lesimelane from Guazulu Natal Inland is able to develop without any prejudice against his clearly brilliant talent and is allowed to flourish. And there's many more like Andy Lesimelane out there who must never at whatever cost, go through what a Antini went through, go through what a Tzolegile went through, go through what many more who are coming up and they are speaking and they are right by doing so, do not have any stage that is going to subject up-and-coming young black cricketers to what has been the nonsense that has been happening behind the scenes. Jeff Toyana, thank you very much for giving us an opportunity and the taking time to ventilate on these issues. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Okay, my brother. Thank you. There was a Jeff Toyana, formerly with the Lions, did amazing things there until Chris Nenzani went and opened his mouth and told us that it was a missed opportunity not to give him the job at the Proteus. Oh, oh, oh. 
Uyaz Umzanzi Celeb Ville is filled with flavor. But you know that Khe Obatla Khutseba Hore fame iri monganeng. Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the cheese pod. Okay, welcome back, guys, and we're now shifting focus to look at what is happening in as far as the APSA Premiership is concerned. Well, speaking of sundowns, they take on Highlands Park this afternoon as well. That match will be at their home ground in inverted commas at Dobsonville Stadium, kicking off at 6 p.m. And the Brazilians trade log leaders, Kaiser Chiefs, by four points. Uh, during a Savcha virtual press conference, Highlands Park coach Owen Dagama confirmed an approach from TTM. Yeah, look, with regards to the TTM thing, um, somebody did call me from TTM and I made it clear to them that I'm under contract with Highlands Park and um, um, if there's anything they, 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 they require because I'm contracted to Island Park, they should speak to Islands Park, but they have not done that as yet. Dagama also gave his views on what lies ahead for his side against Mamelodi Sundowns. You know, uh, this season we've lost twice to, 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 um, to Sundowns. And it all happened in the last minute of the game. So I think um, it's, it's been a bitter pill for the, for the players to swallow and, and, and they'd like to make up, you know. We, have, we created a lot of opportunities, we just couldn't score. But um, the boys have been working very, very hard and we're looking forward to a very, very good game um, tomorrow. And looking at action taking place tomorrow as the APSA Premiership continues, Pulwana City will be taking on Kaiser Chiefs at Loftus Versfeld in a 3.30 p.m. kickoff. Well, Amakosi looked set to stretch their lead at the top of the log standings when they played against Bidvers Vets and they led for the better part of the match only to concede on the 88th minute as well as uh, throwing that game one all after semi Nukovic had given them a lead which was nullified by Cole Alexandra. Well, Nkosingi Pilengobo says that Chiefs are now focusing their next game against Poliwana City on Saturday. Okokala njenga gusho guti shichablega kulu guti PSL seibu ile. Sisi ya kubega nepola. Jengo basisho nje guti abu ile amakosi. Masketu kizala nepidves vets. Kabangutumzalubungekolula Sisi fokasegui opponent ezayo, which is ipolo kwa nesiti. Na yongege gube ike elula, na yo izo binzima. Kotwa sizlungsele luguti, sipega nina abongo mkrebelo. And aguko gunye sikufuna yo, pasifuna i three points. He was expressing himself in his, his, his Zulu language there, basically saying that he was happy that football has returned and that the game against Vets was difficult and their first long game 
in a long time of not playing football and they did well as a team and they take the point and he also added that Buluwana City will not be an easy outing and want nothing but three points for that match as much as Amakosi do. Orlando Pirates will play their second match of uh, the PSL resumption season with uh, them hosting Pitvers Vets, who will be in action for the third time against top-notch opposition, seeing that they played against Sundowns in the Netbank Cup semifinals and played against Kaiser Chiefs on Wednesday and now are coming up against the Pacaneas at Ellis Park at 6 p.m. Well, Pirates have failed to find the back of the net in their last three matches and Clever Boys captain Tulani Tlachuayo says they are wary of the pace of Pirates. Obviously, we know what kind of a team um, Pirates is. They are a speedy team. You know, um, they are front three, front four. Um, they quick. They use their pace more of the time. And it's similar to to, to the games that we've played against Sundowns and against um, Chiefs. You know, with their, their front three, you know, as much as they were not really um, gave us a problem last night um, but with the combination play of, of, of sundowns you know where to do a lot of shifting a lot of movement they move a lot you know they don't really have an out and out striker you know so they, they, they play between the pockets you know and I believe that um, Pirates is going to do that you know with Mlenga because I watched the game um, against sundowns Mlenga would drop and they will uh, and they will play the balls you know on the sides and everything and, and try to use their pace. Shadwayo also added that Vets will be ready to take on former teammates in the form of Kabadino Mhango the Malawi striker who leads the race for the Leslie Manyatella Golden Boot with 14 league goals for the Sea Robbers. Obviously, um, we've played um, against Gaba, we've played with Gaba, we know we know what kind of a player he is, um, he's rational, he, he just goes, he just plays, you know, he just runs, you know, he just shoots from anywhere, you know, and he has, he has done well for himself, you know, in the league, you know, and he's, he's our top goal scorer for the league, you know, and obviously he wants to, to add more on his tally. You know, and we, 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 we wouldn't say we know his strength and his um, weaknesses, you know, but we have to, to be alert at all times because as much as you look out for Kaba, there's also Pule, there's also Makaringa, you know, they have, they have quite, quite a quality going forward with their pace. The rest of Saturday's fixtures will see Stellenbosch United up against Lamonville Golden Arrows, Ingane Zabawa, Shabafana Bestende, Bangagiti El Lamonti, as well as Usutul Mapeshankoni Nyogesha Zanumabonabulao, and that is Amazulu locking horns with the Bahaka, a Baroka FC with both matches kicking off at 1.30. We're getting close to wrapping it up and we will definitely not do so without going through and casting our eyes in terms of a prediction of what we think is going to happen at this weekend. Well, Kaiser Chiefs have been five years without a trophy and this is the longest, longest ever stretch in their history without uh, lifting any silverware and they know that after faltering against Verts, they will be doing themselves a huge disservice if they don't get maximum points against the Puluwana City and I think that they will come out looking to atone for that so Kaiser Chiefs to win that game and they're looking at Orlando Pirates and Pete Vets. Vets have been playing some catch up football in terms of coming back from having considered goals. They came back uh, from being down with Mamelo the Sundowns to end up equalizing 2-1 and they lost to that last minute free kick by Lyle Lakey and Orlando Pirates did have some great chances that they failed to convert against the Sundowns so maybe just maybe this will be the 
first time that they will not only just score a goal, but they will also be able to win a match. And uh, that will be very interesting to see how the likes of Tlajuayo deal with the threats of their teammates in Hango. So Pirates to win that one. And if you look further at Stellenbosch United against Lamontville Golden Arrows, both of them coming back cold. They haven't actually kicked the ball in five months, but I tip Lamontville Golden Arrows to be able to emerge victorious in that game. And Amazulu with the Baroka FC, it may, may just be another match for Usutulma Peshankone as they continue their fight against the relegation. Remember the very last game that they played before lockdown, uh, they beat Kaiser Chiefs 1-0 and uh, they will be looking uh, in terms of Ayanda Damini and Munib Joseph to get coaches at the club to make sure that they get another three points to save the relegation. Elsewhere in the world, the Europa League semi-finals will take place with Manchester United hosting a Sevilla. Now, anyone who knows their football from their elbow will know that Sevilla has got a relationship that is as tight as tongue and saliva with the Europa League competition. You will recall they won it in three successive years when they were coached by Unai Emery and I suspect that they will have more ammunition for a manure side that really huffed and puffed against FC Copenhagen. On Monday, Antonio Conte's Inter Milan will hope to pull an Italian job on Chateau in the second semi-final and I tip the man from Milan to be able to complete the job there. Last week, we predicted and predicted and we got those predictions quite correctly. Mamelo de Sundowns did beat Pizvesvets in the semi-final of the Netpen Cup and also Bloemfontein Celtic were winners over Barroca. So let's hope that we will be able to continue uh, with those correct predictions this time around as well. We've come to the end of this edition and you can find this podcast under the Sports Live tab of Times Live or you can subscribe for free on Iono. Dot .fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or whatever platform you choose to access your podcast. Thank you for taking time to join us for a sports conversation on Sports Live with myself, PBK.